For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We have a legend in our midst. No, Nick, I'm not looking at you. No, this man is a legend. I'm looking at the uh, the call line. Now, he, he played for Richmond and played rather successfully. 250-plus games for Richmond in the team of the century, but then made his name as a coach with Essendon, and then he was kind of the the, the gospel spreader up here in Sydney in the Greater Westerns in the early yeah. days of GWS. And Kevin Sheedy joins us right now. Sheeds, how are you? Gentlemen, how are you? I'm good. You good? I'm good. good Nick. Thanks, coach. I'm, Nick. Good. I'm good. Thanks, coach. I'm always. <laughs> I've had Ruzi on the show before. I'm very, always very no, nervous when a, an ex coach of the international rules comes on, just in case they want to hang. I took you to Ireland. You had a lovely trip. You had. You met Dublin. You met uh, a wonderful uh, town out in the west of uh, Galway. Ireland. We're at Galway. Beautiful university city in Galway. And then we just had the roll out in front of 83 Irish fans and, and just get over the line and had a really good win. Belt the living Christ out of them, didn't we? Because <laughs> after the yeah. first game, we played by the rules. Oh, I've told this story, Kevin. We played by the rules. We were told, boys, listen, we, we won in 05 and Sheeds was going. And they're like, boys, you just got to stop fighting just them. And, it down and we, a bit. So we went yeah. to Galway for the first test and we played by the rules. And it was an aggregate over two tests. So I think we got beat by about three or four points. And the Irish media have come out and just hammered us, going, oh. And the players said, oh, we thought we, we were getting, we were going to get prepared for a more physical Australian side. And, uh, and we've gone, okay, righto. <laughs> bad mistake, big one, a bad mistake. She's just on that before we get on to more pertinent matters. Um, was Nick a, a doer in the physical sense, or is he more a watcher and he just went along with the rest in, in the end? Uh, no, no, he's a bit of both. No, he's okay. He, uh... We sort of Geelong out one night, didn't he? Tapping a ruck in a forward pocket, I think. So I think he won the game off his own boot in the last minute, if I may remember rightly. Yeah. No, he's uh, barely mentioned that since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he should because that's that just uh, changed the history. And, uh, but no, look, he, he, um, he could pick his wars. Which is smart because that's exactly what I do. <laughs> smart move. Um, obviously, most topical is is last night and Essendon, who are going through. Uh, they're copping it down in Melbourne. Truth be told, um, for their, their underperforming right. ways at the moment. But it was a big night of celebration for the club. They had the big walk from Federation Square, which, if you're not across what the Melbourne geography is, about a, a couple of k walk to the MCG, and it was really well yep. done. And Got everyone behind the club. They got beaten by Carlton. It was wasn't yeah. a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. But what was your take on on the night of celebration for the Bombers? Well, look, uh, one thing was that we we won the last quarter four points to two points, <laughs> which I was pretty happy with that. Even though we could we should have kicked uh, two goals two and probably could have been a, a two goals two loss to a team that's third on the AFL ladder. So I thought we improved last night and. I think that will get better. We'd love to, we'd love to think we're, we'll be better than where we are, which we probably could be, but that might only be, you know, on the ladder, say, tenth or ninth, if we actually played up to our, I think, talent. Um, but we're not. So you're going to have one of those years where you, you're going to get, you know, a bottom four um, position on the ladder, uh, which will give us some good picks in the draft eventually. And I think if we can really rustle up some wins late in the... Because these kids have only played six. I mean, our Ruckman's played 30 games. 
um, you know, Sam Draper. We've got kids out there that played five games, seven games, you know, six games. Very hard to carry that sort of lack of experience when you're playing a Carlton on the up or a Sydney up in Sydney like they've dulled at us. But, look, I went to Sydney back in about 86 or 7. I got beat by 25 goals. You know, so you're going to... You're going to get beaten sometimes badly, you know, and you don't know why the reason is, but we won the next week. And, you know, that happens. It's a, it's a mental thing. Sometimes the other team just come in here with a killer instinct that, that, that smack you off the ballpark. Um, and, of course, when I was coaching the Giants, that was going to happen every time because we ran out there with 15 players that hardly ever played a game nearly every week. So everybody's career at a time in their club is very different. And everybody as a football club of the AFL because we're a lot different in, in, in our role. We go, we, if you're successful in the AFL, you get penalised. You're the last pick in the draft. Mm. And, not, and then, you're the, the, then your next pick's 37 or 6 in the draft. So we just, you know, a lot of people that may not know AFL and listening is that we can't go out and pick our best team in the Sheffield Shield or we can't pick the best test team. We only get allowed into our club a selection possibly every... 18th pick. Now, that's a lot different to a lot of other sports. Yeah. Geez, and we're, yeah. as a club right now, that's where we're at. Yeah, I agree with that. And I want to take you back. Look, you've been involved at Essendon 150 years. Um, look, through the 80s and premierships, premierships in the 90s, premierships in the 2000s. If you had yeah. to rank one of those uh, teams, if, if they played to their all their best potential, which one of those sides would come out in, in a dry Ooh. series? It is. Oh, gee whiz. Name names, 84, name five, names. <laughs> 84 5 side got the three grand finals, one, two, against a dynamic club in Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge tick. And the 2000 team lost one game out of 24 games. Monster tick. That's greatest winning season ever. But I think the Hawthorne back to back was probably the one that you nearly picked because um, it's about the opposition. You know, it's, it's like saying you got to play State of Origin, and it's a State of Origin game. It's New South Wales, Queensland, and you're playing the best State of Origin team ever in Queensland's history, and you get up and win. That is what I'm saying in this situation. So I'll probably go 84 5 back to back. Sheets, uh, with. Reference to your time at GWS, about a decade ago, things yeah. were starting to boil along up here. Um, a decade on, yeah. where do you reckon the club's position and ha- has it been able to do what those with the AFL administration hoped it would have done a decade ago as we sit here right now? Uh, I would say the history will tell us that uh, they've been to a grand final in seven years and runner-up, uh, probably third, beaten by a kick in the Plymouth final and both those teams that beat them, uh, like the Bulldogs, went on to win the premiership. So I would think that they've done very, very well as a club, getting in there. Probably the best effort by a developed team, early doors, like Gold Coast Bears or whatever you want to call them, Brisbane Bears. What a stupid name that was, Brisbane on the Gold Coast. God almighty. Um, <laughs> no, we just make dumb sticks, you know, like, yeah. it shouldn't be Gold Coast. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so... I would say that they've exceeded it, been in the finals most years after the players got sort of 80 games up. And I think that they're knocking on the door, redeveloping the team again. So I would think 
I will give them a seven and a half out of ten as a club in this first ten years. I reckon it's a damn good effort. Sheeds, just want to take you a minute. I mean, just remember, boys, you, you're comparing you with maybe up mentally Sydney Swans who have been there 40 years mm. and went up there with the team. So it's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, yeah, look, there was some – it was interesting. And then when the Giants came on board, it, it, being someone from Sydney and seeing what they've been able to do, it's been outstanding. But some of the other things, Sheeds, that you've been able to do in your time in, in the AFL – and. I, th- I think everyone lords the Indigenous round, but I believe that you and your club were the, the pioneers in, in regards to that with Michael Long and the Indigenous players that have come through Essendon. Is that something that you absolutely hold dear? I think uh, Dreamtime and Andec Day are two classic games that the club uh, got on the table. Uh, the AFL kicked it off, thank God. Uh, the reason we actually... Um, reason we obviously pick Richmond is that the colours of Richmond and Essendon are the Aboriginal flag in Australia. And, of course, the main reason that the Giants are orange is because of a yellow sash at Richmond and a red sash at Essendon becomes orange. So I'll leave my DNA at West Sydney forever. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Another thing with your you DNA. Put yellow on a, you put a yellow on a red sash, you get orange. Whatever you do, don't tell AFL. they got no idea. <laughs> I thought it was the sunset in the west of Sydney on a beautiful August evening, Sheets. I had to, I had to say that. To <laughs> no, I was on the Blue Mountains, the deep, dark grey and orange, okay. sitting on the Blue Mountains at, you know, 5.30, 6.30. That's a real good colour, but really... It's just a yellow sash on a red sash, and I thought that was a good reason. <laughs> very good, very good, Sheets. Uh, and, and another thing that you're very famous for was, and I was a West Coast Eagles supporter as, as a young fellow, was uh, the rivalry between Essendon and West Coast through the mid-90s and the jacket wave. Yeah, well, that was just being silly getting excited. You don't get too many excitements in AFL. I lost 241 games games as coach of Essendon, which means I drove home 11 years losing. So if I wave my jacket once, don't get uptight about it. <laughs> that was great. Do you think that in that sense, there should be more more emotion? Like we, I want we've to got... see horse get out there. <laughs> yeah. Swanee's going to win next week. Can't see horse getting the jacket off and waving it around his head. <laughs> Can but, you choose? Um... Oh, look, no, no, he's a very placid person, horse, but he hasn't won a premiership in 10 years. He better get his act together. <laughs> Who lost that? Uh, he was the luckiest guy for a three minute. Who wins uh, this season? Hoss. He's won a premiership in his last year as a player and a premiership as coach in his second year as coach. That is probably one of the most exciting, incredible moments for a young man's career when you look back and uh, Longmire, Johnny. Yeah. Not bad. Last one, Sheets. Uh, who wins the flag this season? Melbourne That's going good, through a long... My, coffee, my, my coffee's getting cold. Oh, okay, quick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make it real quick. Who wins this season? Do Melbourne reignite themselves after a couple of uh, couple of rough I'm weeks? Bagging, or... I'm, bagging, I'm bagging for Richmond versus Fremantle. Fremantle have never won a premiership, and uh, I reckon the club deserves it. And I think Richmond, well, if Richmond are in the finals, and this is not... Uh, although the last time was I beat the Giants. So um, I, I couldn't lose that grand final, Richmond versus the Giants. No, it was brilliant. But uh, I, I'd like to see Fremantle win one. So, uh, yeah, get, get the monkey off their back, yeah. 
Kevin Sheedy, we'll let you go and enjoy your enjoy piccolo. Your really appreciate your time this morning, and um, thanks for the chat on the Mowers Club. Thank you. Good to hear your voices, boys, up in Sydney, and um, stay out of trouble. No, I try, Kev. I try. Yeah. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.